You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is Matthew Harris. This dude and I have done so many hilarious projects together. He's also been on some of your favorite TV shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jane the Virgin, Adam Ruins Everything. And that's not all. We had breakfast from Excellent Cafe. And yes, that is an excellent diner pun. And I'm here for it. So my guest today is comedian Matthew Harris. Get ready for a breakfast today that is perfect. Actually, that's, uh, it's perfect. Perfect. Almost give it a little more gas on the, on the effect. Perfect. We have Matthew Harris today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Matthew Harris, welcome to the studio. Oh, thank you for having me here, man. This is, this is already fun. If you guys didn't get what I was talking about in the intro, Matt is in that, oh gosh, is it a Liberty Mutual? What, it is a Liberty, Liberty Mutual, Mutual commercial, commercial, the one where you say, perfect, perfect, at the end. And you are have I've done projects with you where people have been like, how did you get the perfect guy to be in your project? <laughs> it's a, he's, a, he's a big get <laughs> in these streets today. That was a big commercial. Are they still playing that one sometimes? Unfortunately, no. No. Uh, I, they, they have stopped playing that. They have stopped uh, paying me for that. Uh, but no, I, 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 I always hold out hope that someday they, they will like, hey, you know what we miss? We miss that perfect guy. Yeah, right? Well, you're, uh, you know, you kind of do a lot of stuff. You're a comedian. I know he's a very funny guy. We met, uh, we were in a group together. We were at the iOS together. IOS. We've done a lot of shows together, videos, everything. I want to start off and talk about, because I think it's maybe the only corporate-type gig I've ever done. <laughs> uh, I guess I would define it as a corporate gig that we did together. I would say. Because uh, we were hired about. by oh, yeah. someone to do, a, like, a fundraiser for, it was like a, an Armenian elementary school, I think. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was basically a school fundraiser for a private school that was uh, mostly Armenian uh, kids in Glendale, which uh, there's a, a large population of Armenians in Glendale. Uh <laughs> But it was a uh, it was interesting because you never know people may not have experienced certain types of comedy. Well, and this is the thing for 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 comedic performers that that just about every comedic performer goes through, especially when it comes to the corporate gig. There is no comedian or comedic performer that I can think of that I know that really likes to do these things. Now, 
it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Corporate gigs usually pay well. But the thing of it is, is that usually their interpretation of, of the event is like, um, if you hire a magician, you know the magician's going to come and do magic tricks, right? If, yeah. if, you, if you hire a motivational speaker, they're going to come and they're going to give some motivational speech. So sometimes they go like, oh, you do comedy? That just means that you are going to make things funny. So they bring you in and... Now you're faced with an audience who they're not necessarily there to see comedy. They're there because this is their fundraiser thing, or this is the thing their boss put together, or this is their you know, Christmas party, or this is their something else. I mean, sometimes I've even been to shows where they didn't even know that there was going to be mm-hmm. an added element of a show. Yeah. But this show that you're talking about, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a whole night. And I remember that we were part of really what was considered the main entertainment. Yeah, well, I, I, they, so I had known the guy that was in charge of it. He was uh, emceeing it, and he had been the emcee for a while. And, you know, he kind of fashioned himself like a Michael Scott type. <laughs> type that character. is the way he came off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he paid me a certain amount of money, and I said, oh, let me bring in a stand-up comedian like Matthew Harris. I can do that. I could bring in an impressionist. We had Philip Wilburn. Uh, and some of our other friends did like improv comedy, which is improvisational comedy. We did some sketch comedy. We did it all, you know, and uh, I guess you're right. There was a couple other comedians because Lori Tatulian, who is Armenian, yeah. I mean, our fabulous yeah. Armenian uh, comic and very embraced by that community. She opened up and just slayed. And I don't think any of us lived up she to Lori. Destroyed. It was a it was it was a it was a really great moment because it was such a because I know she has a character that she did. That, yeah. that was kind of like this, like, you know, uh, kind of like anti like, you know. Yeah, it was like, like an Armenian auntie type yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like just so familiarizing. So all the jokes were hitting. Everybody was getting all the cultural references she was making. And I remember us being backstage being like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is great because they're totally warmed up. They're laughing. They're having a good time. And then as the laughs got more and more intense and she stayed on longer, we were like, oh, she's not warming them up. She's destroying. Yeah, she yeah, is yeah, crushing yeah. the room. <laughs> she is murdering the mic. <laughs> and now we're just, we have a whole rest of the show to just follow yeah. <laughs> what, what, what she did. I remember uh, our friend Anthony and I used to do this, this bit where it was like we were these Asian tourists that would come out in the crowd and just act like we were tourists in Hollywood and just misidentify people in the audience. Uh, and, we'll, you know, we oh, so, yeah. like, so like, we had the MC yeah. guy and we was like, we're going to misidentify you as, uh, I think we called him, George Costanza. We were like, oh, George Costanza. Yeah. And he tries to, like, get in on the, he tries to, like, kind of punk us during the yeah. show. It was like, oh, I'm no, guys, one of those. I'm Tom Cruise. And we were like, and then we just flipped it on him and he was like, he didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> he was kind of like, I think I was describing it to you as, like, he he tried a bunch of stuff that night. His comedy just wasn't working. And then he ends up looking, sitting not wanting to come out to MC and just sitting in the corner looking like Frazier when he didn't want to come out of the corner against Ali, you know, like <laughs> towel over his shoulders, slumped down. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a hard watch to watch. And, this and they things. had no concept of improv comedy because if you, have, I mean, really, unless you're in the comedy scene or you've seen like whose line is it anyway, a lot of people haven't seen improv comedy. And I specifically remember Chad Fogland and I mm-hmm. were. Doing we're doing improv and at one point we just hear somebody and the, to be fair it was a fundraiser drinks are flowing people are getting a little little crazy you know and i just remember Lori tatulian the armenian comic who had killed you know she's still sitting back and uh because they're doing like a raffle every every hour or something so she's helping with the raffle and we're on stage doing uh improv comedy and they don't know what it is and somebody literally yells out bring back Lori!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, folks, this is where it gets rough in comedy. <laughs> uh, 
as as the drinks start to flow. Yeah, and it's also I'm sure that some of your listeners, very very sophisticated people, yeah, uh, uh, who <laughs> uh, they understand what uh, improv comedy is, and it's really something when you bring improv comedy to people who really, from what from what's going on, don't seem to know what it is don't seem to be getting into it and are getting progressively more intoxicated. Yeah, and I don't want on. and I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that since it was an Armenian crowd. Oh yeah, no, no. No. This it is, could have been any group of people that hadn't seen it. This happened to be this was for an Armenian and, school. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this, especially outside of stand-up comedy, there's so many times, so many things where I guess I've been doing this for years. You and I, we've yeah. been doing this for decades now. So with us, there's a shorthand. There's, there's, well, I mean, there's, that makes us seem old, there's Matt. A, there's a thing. I mean. I, well, I mean, since we were four. Yeah, so okay, thank you. We, we've been doing this so long that, uh, you know, I'll tell people, I, I remember, uh, you know, the time we went to Sketchfest. Oh, yeah, right. San Francisco we, Sketch San Fest. San Francisco Woo. Sketch Fest, went up there with our comedy troupe, and I remember I was, because, um, you know, my family lives up there, and I was I was staying at my sister's, uh, who lives in Alameda, so I was taking a, a, a Uber over and uh, talking to the Uber driver, and I'm just like, uh, uh, he's like, what are you in town for? I'm like, yeah, the comedy festival. She's like, oh, you do comedy? I'm like, yeah, I do sketch comedy. And she was like, uh, what? Yeah. And I have run into that. There's so many people who don't know sketch comedy, don't know what it is, uh, or improv comedy, and so it, it's... So to me, I go like, wait, Saturday Night Live's been on the air for how many years? Yeah. Uh, Whose line is it anyway? Is how popular? But hey, uh, you do run into the audiences, especially when you're that kind of act who have no idea what's going on. And because it's a corporate gig, this isn't, you know, they're actually paying you pretty good money. Yeah. So it's not like you can just bail on the show. So you're in it. Because you want that check. Yeah. I've got some... (laughs) I've got to, and that wasn't even a, t- that was, that was kind of a, a swing. Cause I remember I went up for stand up that night and I was, I think the last one up, I was like, yeah, I think the idea was we're going to close with some stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. And by the time I went on, everybody was really tired because yeah. it, it had been a couple hours. It now. was a really long show. It, it was, a, it was really tired or, and, or really drunk. So the, the people that were engaged, it was great. They weren't laughing. They were yelling. Yeah. So I remember I'd do a joke and they'd be like, <laughs> and I was not mad at that. I was like, you know what? I said a thing. I got a response. Right. So, I mean, I, I've had some corporate gigs to go sideways on me. I, I, right. was, uh, I did a corporate gig. It was the second time they had my, my friend and I there. The first time they had us there, this was right back when Obama got elected. Or, or it was when Obama was running for president. And so I did, you know, we, we did a mock debate where I was Obama and the other comedian I was with named Josh Covet. He was McCain. Yeah. Uh, so no, this would have been the... 2012. Yeah. So he was McCain. And we did this whole thing where, you know, because I, I went out there and I did my Obama voice and we were doing the debate and all this kind of stuff. It brought the house down. So the next year they have us back and we had an inside with one of the guys. So he was like giving us a cheat sheet of like, we want you to make jokes about people who work in the company. So we made sketches where very lighthearted. We didn't do a hit piece on anybody. We didn't roast anybody. But it was very much of like, ah, oh, this guy likes, you know, the Mets. So we're going to do like a Mets joke. And this guy likes it. So we do them. And I remember we went, I, I wish I could remember his name. They hired a, a comedian magician who <laughs> ended up being the guy who later, who went on Ellen and like it made his career. Oh, wow. <laughs> like he really blew up. I wish I could remember his name because he was, he was actually kind of, he was actually a funny guy and he was actually a good uh, ma- magician. Mm-hmm. So he went on before us and 
when you're talking about a guy who's got a polished magic act, yeah, who a, 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 a magician comedian who's actually funny and then actually does good magic tricks. So he went in there, he killed it, and then we're coming up with these sketches that we had written two weeks before that were all inside baseball jokes. Oh, wow. So that three or four people were laughing. And then the worst part about a corporate gig is that after you do the corporate gig, there's no green room for us in a lot of these places. There's no backstage. You just go out with the crowd. And so, you know, I remember being at the bar and having people either completely avoid eye contact with us or come up and say things like, so, so, uh, so, so what do you do? Like, what's your job? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you- it's super awkward. Corporate gigs, man. Yeah, corporate gigs. Well, anyway, I thought that was fun to kind of talk about because we haven't really, I don't think I've ever talked about a corporate gig on the show before, probably because I've never had anyone that was in one of those corporate gigs. Oh, I had Philip Wilburn on, but we didn't talk, we just didn't happen to talk about it. I like the money part of it, but I don't, I don't know if it was worth it. I'll be honest. All, all experience is good experience. I remember this, and I think you said, uh, whose line is it anyways? The great example of improv comedy, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen it. I think most people have seen clips of that show at least, but we're sitting there on stage, and like you said, everyone's falling asleep or too drunk and and you do this thing in improv sometimes where you pretend like you're watching a TV show and so we so Chad Fogelin sets up this thing where he just sits two chairs down we sit in the chairs and then he's looking at the TV and he goes huh so that's what improv comedy is huh because <laughs> nobody was laughing <laughs> and then that's a great that's a great button and then we stood up and then Chad literally just threw the chairs <laughs> off the stage and we just walked off. <laughs> uh, rock and roll. That yes. was rock and roll, right? Rock we did like the who. We, we might yeah. as well have been doing like windmills with the uh, with yes. the microphone and destroying our guitar at the you end. You know what I mean? Set it on fire. Thank you, Glendale. Good night. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Uh, so you grew up in Stockton, Stockton right? Which is in Northern California. Yes, it is. I know Stockton as like one of the places where they would always have the show Bait Car. If you've ever seen Bait Cars, yes. where they uh, they go to like kind of high crime, high car theft areas, mm-hmm. and they'll set up some scenario where the cops will pull up with this car that has cameras and stuff in it, and they can turn it off at any time. And they'll say like, "Oh, we got another call. Well, we'll just leave the car here." And they just leave the with car the keys in the with the keys in it, running. unlocked. And then they basically it's it's not entrapment, I guess, because they don't tell they don't make you steal the car, but it's they make it very tempting for someone to just like be like, huh. And then they always are when they're driving off with the car, they're always incriminating themselves. They're always like, Yes, I am stealing. I don't know why they're talking. I am stealing this car. This car is mine. It wasn't before. It's someone else's, and now it's mine. Oh yeah. And then the car just stops. They're like, hey, put but yeah, it's the worst candid camera. It's the worst punked. And 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 almost like those shows, it would be like like the cop example you made is one of them. Like there would be a whole s- sketch sometimes. Like I remember one time I was watching the show and they had a whole thing where there was like a woman who was on her phone having an arg- having a air quotes argument really loud as if she yeah. were yelling at her. I can't believe you cheated on me. Well, I'm just going to leave your car right here. Yeah. And, you know, so fine. Were, yeah, a lot of production that went in there. Basically. I know you're 20 minutes away. Look, I'm sure it'll still be here when you get here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, that's Stockton? where that's Stockton, Stockton. is. Uh, that, I'm sure that's just one facet of Stockton. It's not just a place where people get their cars stolen. What, to, what about Stockton? Uh, any of it? turn you into the comedian you are or i would say a lot of stockton did i'm a californian through and through i've only lived uh really i've I've traveled a lot of places but i've only lived in california and the first you know 17 years of my life was in 
uh, Stockton. It's a very interesting town. Well, city, because it is. It's it's just big enough to be a city, but it's small enough to where a lot of you can be really familiar with it really quickly. Uh, when I grew up there, 80s and 90s, you're talking about uh, a, a really interesting time. So try to do a, a quick thing. Culturally, the thing about Stockton uh, is it's really, really diverse. It has a very large uh, Southeast Asian and Filipino population. It was actually one of the first places, if not in California, and some of my Filipino friends out there, uh, if you know this, please uh, comment, you know, uh, uh, let mm-hmm. Brent know and everything. Because uh, if, I, if, I, if I got my, 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 my facts right, if it's not the first place in California, it's the first city in America to actually have designated a part of the city to be called a Filipino town. So Stockton was the first place that you know of that just said like, hey, Filipinos, we're going to lump you all into one part of town. <laughs> and that's a Filipino egg roll joke. Thank you. Boom! Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, so there were that many Filipinos in, in Stockton? There was a, I mean, to, to the point to where, you know, when you when you grow up in it, it doesn't seem like it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. just like that's, that's everybody has a has a Miss Aguilar or a Mr. Quillantang yeah. or, yeah. A, you know, everybody yeah. everybody knows. They, they've all heard, you know, their their friends calling for their manang or yeah. something like yeah. that. And it's, it's just, it's not... You know, you go and get punsit in Lupia, and yep. it's not a, it's just what happens. It's, yeah. you know, and that's what I, what I figured. And, and there was also a big Vietnamese culture and a big, uh, that, so there was kind of the, the, the mixing of that area. It's also, it got hit really big by gang violence. That kind of shaped a lot of the way I saw the world. I stayed in, especially in my neighborhood, I didn't, you know, I, I lived in a, in a neighborhood where a lot of that was going down. So I stayed inside a lot yeah. watching comedy. Wow. So just kind of like staying inside, living in my head, just kind of like really getting into comedy. That definitely uh, went towards shaping uh, who I was. And I mean, even tragically, it was, and you can go back in the news and see the, and see it. It was right around like 87, I want to say. It was one of the first televised uh, school shooting incidents that there was. It was called oh, wow. Cleveland Elementary School. And there was a, a, a guy with an automatic rifle uh, who went and shot up the school. And, and yeah, and some kids did uh, did lose their life in that situation. And it was, a this, this was the 80s. Nothing like this had ever yeah. happened before. And I remember it was like a big deal to, I mean, of course it would still be a big deal now, but it was a huge deal then. In the wake of it, like all these politicians came through. Michael Jackson came to the town oh, like wow. just to, just to go to Cleveland school and like show his support. And this is like, you know, 1987 Michael's Jackson. Right. So this was this was a this was a, a really big deal. So Stockton has a lot of things going on, but and it's and it's one of those places to where if you haven't really been through Northern California or been through California, a lot of people don't even know, you know, about it. You know, maybe uh, yeah, maybe they've seen it on Bay Car or maybe you've heard it mentioned in Sons of Anarchy. Ah, yeah. So you've done you know, a lot of cool TV shows. You've actually done, it was interesting when you were, I was looking at your resume because I know most of the shows you've done, but you've done stuff like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. Jane the Virgin, Adam Ruins Everything. I would say, I mean, specifically for me, those are three shows that I would say combined. I auditioned for, <laughs> I would say at least 15 times combined between those three and never booked, um, uh, which made me think kind of about, what is the show you've gone out with for the most that you didn't book? And also, is there one that you went out with for a lot that you just like really, really wanted every time and never got it? 
they might be one and the same because the the I know I can think of a couple, but the first one that pops to mind, the ever elusive uh, show, which now is done, uh, is Blackish. Ah. I, I feel like I went in for Blackish like every other month, or maybe every month for any role. Uh, sometimes the roles were, were just like, hey, you're going to be ad agency guy number two, or other times it's going to be like, this is an arc. Like, you're going to have a whole, you know, thing with Andre or something like that. And it just, just ever elusive, just ever, it just, it was, it was right fleeting on that. So yeah, Blackish for sure. Well, I went in for a bunch and never quite got along. I feel like there's one That's more. one of the ones I've gone out for quite a bit too, Blackish, that I never yeah. booked. Yeah. Um, nice casting people. That, I, I like that. Oh. They're very nice. Oh, um, the, uh, 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 Kozara Shevchenko. Shevchenko. Yeah. They're, they great. are, those are, those, those are those are my, my ladies. Right they did there. the Thundermans too, right? Back they in the did day? the Thundermans. The they Thundermans they cast me on on uh, Thundermans. I was uh, Anderson Super. Oh, what did Anderson <laughs> was, Super do? He was a he is a newscaster. Anderson oh, Super okay. on the uh, Superhero News Network. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. So yeah, that, and for whatever reason, and then commercially, McDonald's commercials. I must have uh. been, I've probably been auditioning for a McDonald's commercials since 2007, and I have yet to score one. They've done a really interesting thing. I don't know if you've noticed this. In the McDonald's commercials now, hmm. used to be the whole, like, very exuberant, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah. And now they got the guy going, da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. Something like that. If it's fair, I was like, "Oh, what? how did they? How did they figure out that's what they wanted? That's so interesting." He he just goes da 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 da. It's like that yeah. tone, you know, yeah. where it's like, "Wow, yeah. that's interesting." Stephen Wright on it. I guess. <laughs> I'm surprised they got by their ad people that they were just like, "Yeah, that's kind of funny, but that's not the tone we want for McDonald's," <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's 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 interesting, especially with ads, because this is uh, we'll, we'll get a little inside baseball talk here. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Is that you know when you're a big thing, especially when you talk about the difference in, in just auditions and performances for commercials versus, you know, TV shows. The, you know, you go in for TV shows or movies, you're trying to adapt to a fictional narrative. So they, yes, they are, you know, sometimes looking for an aesthetic. You know, they want the short guy or they want the guy who, oh, look, he looks like a funny old guy or something like that. Or, or we want the hot trick. But they really are more open to sort of talent, sort of like, oh, what can this person do to make this role you know, interesting, funny, sad, whatever. Uh, whereas in commercials, you know, they're trying to sell something. So it's really, you know, it, it, it becomes a little bit, you know, wider. You're not going towards the, uh, the creative whims of the director, more so yeah. that you're going towards the creative whims of the advertiser. Mm. So, you know, like you, you get something where the ads are just going in a crazy space where you'll go in for commercials and uh, funny enough, and you've, I know you've had this before, 
Just about every commercial that tells you when you go into audition, they say, don't do it big. Right. They say, don't do it. They say, just, just keep it, keep it natural, keep it natural. And then you watch the commercial and it's someone who's essentially a Muppet, just like, Bleh! yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And, uh, and that's because the marketer thought, no, you know what? I want it to be lively, peppy. Or, or you'll get the person who's like, no, I literally want, get that guy. The guy that just went, da, 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 da. that's it. Yeah. I'll tell That's you what, gold. Yeah, what's interesting is there's all sorts of actors, obviously, with all sorts of ways of thinking and all sorts of ways of following directions. I know an actor, and I'm not going to blow up his spot because this is kind of his thing that he does. And I just don't want it to be like a thing where, like, now they now they call him out for doing it. It's his thing he does. He's great at it. He books a lot of commercials, right? <laughs> he told me this unknown, unnamed, mm-hmm. as uh, will be unnamed on this show, we actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, Brent, when I go in for commercials, I never do anything they tell me to do. I never follow <laughs> any of the directions. <laughs> and, he, and they're just like, oh, we didn't think. So I guess well, his point was like, I think a lot of times they don't actually know what they want until they see it. And Could so sometimes true. he brings in something. He's, so he's probably just kind of a brilliant improviser also, you know, so very interesting. So I have a thing for you right now. I'm just right. thinking of this off the top of my head. Let's do it. I know that, you know, one of the shows you did quite a bit was Adam Ruins Everything. Yes. You did. You were the Obama on Adam Ruins Everything. The Obama. So I'm going to call you in for commercial. Hi, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Harris. Yes. Hey, thanks for coming in. Um, oh, yes. We saw your work on Adam Ruins Everything. You did the Obama. I think we really liked that. Oh, thank you. We're doing much. a crossover promotion where we would like to have Obama uh, talking about Squid Game. Squid Game. I see. In a very uh, professional uh in a professional way. Let's say it like that. Sure. Uh, so can you give us 30 seconds of President Obama doing Squid Game? You're going to do great. All right. You ready? Three, two, one. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> my fellow Americans, uh, something that you should know is that uh, when it comes to perseverance, uh, when it comes to uh, staying on task, and when it comes to teamwork, red light, green light could be... Uh, at the crux of the thing that can save your very life. So, remember this. Uh, as we forge together as, as a nation, uh, when the elite, the true elite, come together to uh, conspire against us, in the end, don't get on that plane. I'm sorry, what, uh, was this for the show Squid Game, or are we incorporating this into another product? And we're going to cut there. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Uh, something like, That's yeah. how you do it. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to go in another direction. There was a guy that came in and just said, uh, da, 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 da. Damn it. Squid game. I can. <laughs> He's good. He's very good. He's very, very good. Wow. I, I've forgotten how great your Obama is. Uh, it's probably even gotten better just because, you know, the longer you do an impression, probably the more little things you pick up. Uh, I, and, and, uh, it, I, I still I still watch that guy. I still I, whatever he's doing, I'm like he's he's uh, he, probably because he takes his time to talk. Nice. <laughs> he draws you in. Well, before we go any further, we did have we did have uh breakfast. Yeah, yeah, look at that. See, he comes out of everyone. We did a breakfast at Excellent Cafe with E G G S. Excellent. I did mention it's a great pun. It is a fantastic pun. Excellent. I don't know if the food could even be better than that pun. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty great pun. It's through the door. It's hard to actually follow. Very nice people. Running Excellent Cafe, very nice, very quick service, very attentive to us. I had the Polish sausage and eggs with some hash browns. No complaints there. We both had like a hot Earl Grey tea. Yeah, a little tea. Uh, tea. Remind me what you had. I had the Excellent Omelette 
So mm-hmm. I went with uh, I went with a signature. They dish doubled here. down on the excellent with that omelet, so you got to try it. They really did, and it actually it really hit the spot. I uh, it was it was really good. I, I uh, it because it's it's very kind of like um, you know greasy spoon uh, type diner yeah stuff, but not so greasy that you're like oh, okay I'm falling asleep right now. Right, <laughs> right. You know, one of those places to where come hungry. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> you're going to get a lot. Well, we also had your delightful daughter, Matilda. That's right. Who is outside the studio now, quietly judging us. Yes. Um, as yes. she should. She's going to have notes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> she's six. She's, she's got opinions. She had a waffle and... Um... She did. She had waffle, bacon. Uh, I don't want to hear any judgment out there, folks. And, uh, and eggs. I will say this. It looked like almost one of those like buckwheat waffles with, with, with the thinner... It's not a thicker waffle. It's a yeah. thinner waffle, yeah. almost like the ones you would get at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. That's exactly what I thought. Right? Of. Yeah. yeah. Um, thin, thin but wide. Thin, thin but, wide. but wide. I've, look, heard that so many times in my life. Boom! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a Navy term. I'm sure. Yes, that's, it, it's, uh, that's totally what it is. <laughs> Remind me not to cut that later. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, uh, she had that. She had some scrambled eggs. I thought we all had, like, they've just got a lot of good stuff there. And it was cool. The lab's first little hole-in-the-wall place. I like to yeah. kind of shine light on those places where it's like, it's, it's not like one of those places where like, oh, they're going to be fine without us because uh, there was 8 million people there. Yeah. No, they, I, they could use the publicity, I think. Pretty much it. Yeah, I, it was I, good, good atmosphere. It was like, like people kind of like talking to each other, strangers, mm-hmm. like, hey, hello, how are you? Good morning. Like that very, very, very you know, kind of, yeah, jovial, this is a neighborhood place. Oh, yeah, dude, uh, when I went to get in the check, a guy told me the corniest joke ever. Oh, yeah, I didn't like, hear. I heard you oh, guys no, had an exchange. Yeah, I, I was hear. rubbing my I was rubbing my neck. He goes, "Hey, they don't have insurance here, uh, oh. so you know oh, you can't that. slip and fall." And I was like, <laughs> and I was, I was, I got what he was saying, but I was almost like, I, maybe I came off a little bit like wonky because I was like. It is too early for that joke, sir. <laughs> he figured, I'm an excellent. I'm making all these jokes. And also, he kind of, you know, when somebody you don't know does that to you, then you're like, wait, is he is he a slip and fall lawyer? Is he, uh, or the, or is he the husband of the person? That, oh, I don't know. Right? I have no idea. So yeah. I was kind of like, I didn't quite know how to take his joke, but I, I accepted it. Um, I heard you laugh. So you were a good audience. You were like, ah, <laughs> you know, you were, you, you, you gave it to him. Well, I did. I said, <laughs> here's what happened really mad. <laughs> and so I went, <laughs> and he goes, you know, because of, uh, because you were rubbing your neck. And then, and then I went, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Like I did the laugh, but I couldn't follow up with the another another nice. Thing. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, I got it, sir. I got it. Don't you don't you worry about. You go home secure in the fact today that I got that joke. I got it, sir. You can mark it in your book. You can tell your grandchildren about this. I will not be up late tonight. Got don't another worry. one with my slip and fall joke. <laughs> this guy. Well, what happens? I saw him rubbing his neck, and I was like, "Uh oh, I got one for this guy." He's got he's got a notch in, Excuse me, in, sir? His, in the table. You know? Couldn't help <laughs> notice you rubbing your neck. They don't have insurance here, so you can't slip and fall. <laughs> I'll pause here for laughter. Anyway, Pleasure thank you for going mine. to Excellent Cafe with me. It was Pleasure was mine. Matthew Harris, before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from you. All right. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? I don't know that many people don't know it, but I don't hear many people talk about it. So I will say Doom Patrol. Oh, is that good? It's really good. Because you're right. I see it, and I know what Doom Patrol is, 
and I want to see it, but I like I never hear anybody talk about it. So then I assume like sometimes you assume like, oh, it must be terrible because nobody talks about it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a DC you know show, so you know you don't realize you're gonna get. It took a very and I didn't see it. I didn't really start watching it until recently, and they're in their third season. It took a recommendation from me from from like my best 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 friend like who was my best man at the wedding who was like watch it and I was like well okay he hates a lot of stuff let me go check this out interesting and then I watched it and the thing about them is that if you think about shows like The Flash yeah. where you're like oh wow they're really going deep into the pantheon of mm-hmm. like DC stuff Doom Patrol does that with way more obscure material and they don't care about towing the line so it's it's definitely i think you can only see it on hbo max now but the f-bombs are dropped consistently on this show it's all part of like they really are going deep into the characters it's absurd it's absolutely absurd and they have just the perfect cast to to make it funny but actually make the stories engaging i if you're not watching doom patrol watch doom patrol i'll check it out what is the show or movie that you watch just for fun i've just gotten back into the Warriors. Oh, is that the one uh, has a Chinese theme to it? Or is that uh, something else? Oh, no, that Warrior? no. That's Warrior. Okay. That's Warrior. Uh, which actually, I saw the first couple ones. That's a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, that was the one that Bruce Lee, like, yeah, yeah. kind of based off of what he actually had envisioned. No, Warriors from the late 70s about the uh, the so-named gang from Coney Island. Okay. Who, uh, have, you not, have you not heard of this movie? Oh, you got to see this movie, Brent. So, oh, you're talking about the movie, The Warriors? The Warriors. The movie, Oh, yeah, the where they say something, come out Warriors and play. Is that from that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've just seen that clip. I don't think I've actually seen the whole it's, movie it's uh it's it's a it's a i i i love i watch this movie for fun all the time because it is it's it's so the the premise of the movie really quickly is that new york is kind of like there's it's all the boroughs are kind of like sectioned off by the gang and it's late 70s so the gangs are a little like cartoony but meant to be played as serious yeah and so the warriors come from coney island and they're kind of like a they're kind of ragtag they're not notorious so they're, they're kind of considered one of the smaller gangs and there's the big gang are called the riffs and the Riffs have decided to call a meeting of all gangs to come to, like, this this big sort of, I don't know if it's Central Park, but it's, it's somewhere like that, uh, where they're going to unveil their plan to say, look, there's way more of us together as gang members than there are of cops. So if we bound together, we can run, you know, New York. This isn't a spoiler. The movie's very old. Someone at the beginning shoots the leader of the Riffs. Everybody breaks out, but they blame the Warriors. So uh, the, the movie is the Warriors have to get from where they are, like in this, in this, you know, center park in this borough, all the way back to Coney Island. But they have to go through like every single rival gang's territory to get there. And uh, wait, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun movie. I feel like I've seen this then. You probably have. Is it not called Smokey and the Bandit? <laughs> is that? Uh, oh, sorry, I'm Smokey and the Bandits. Smokey and the Bandits. No, that's cool. I, I really feel like I haven't seen that entire movie, but I feel like I should have. Just you, because of being a fan of movies, I should. You got you got And it's got it. that classic, Warriors, come out and play. Which was totally improvised by that actor. Really? <laughs> All right. What is the uh, show or movie that inspires you? I, I have like a series that I'll go through, but uh, one of them that usually inspires me to, to do something uh, or especially like go perform or just like get in the mode of, of being creative is the color purple. Oh, interesting. The, the, yeah. the, the color purple. It, it, uh, it, it is a movie that makes me tear up at the same places every time. 
There's some really intense. I don't know if I know very much more intense scenes than when she's like giving that dude a shave. Oh man, yeah, that, that whole like it's going down. I mean, for me, uh, which I don't, I don't think is even you know that different from other people who are fans. It's it's the scene where Suge Avery, you know, hears the song uh, "God Is Trying to Tell You Something," and it literally leads her back to the church where her father's preaching uh, yeah. because he had, you know, cut her off from the family. And so she just, this is, you know, she just kind of comes back in singing the song, sort of throwing herself kind of back out there. Ah, that gets me every time. Wow. Yeah. Very inspirational. Well, guys, if you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Matthew Harris and I enjoying our Brentfast from Excellent Cafe, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances and the official Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, Matt Harris's Maps of Stockton autographed. Boom. Official Map of Stockton autographed by Matthew Harris. It's all in there, guys. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Breakfast Store. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast. And make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 46 other countries and trust me, my breakfast burrito brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciated. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, for making me sound so good. Matthew Harris, what's next for you, and where can we find you on social media? Uh, what I'm working on next is I am uh, working on coming back to the live stage, so please look out for it there. You can find me on my website, it's mattharris.com, or you can find me on Instagram at mattharrisgram, G-R-A-M. On Twitter, it's also It's Matt Harris. Please talk to me. I get lonely. And with that, we put another paid corporate gig worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old go bag. Boom. See ya. Boom.